This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 34 of Banging on the Drum. We are still doing it. Sorry, we've been a little inconsistent with the schedule. It's because I'm a prima donna and my schedule is changing every day. So thank you, Riley. Thank you, Mike, for bearing with me and recording when we can. Sir. Another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin. When you're listening to this this morning, here comes episode 34. So we'll start it out. I think I'll roll into it because I'm talking. So we'll start with normal, normal, normal stuff. We'll do the overs and unders or unders and overs. And I'll see what I have written down because I always forget. I have three new lights on my dashboard on in my car and I'm too lazy slash busy to go and get them fixed. So I think, so one was my tire. So I guess there's an over in this. So one, I had a low, low uh, air in my tire. And on base, I have a free place I can fill out my tires. So I guess now I only have two lights on. So, and I figured out I get free air. So overturned to under, but the other one I think is like traction control. And the other one is, I don't even know, but. What year is your car, Pat? 2013. She's still running. And you have like a, like a small Chevy, right? Yeah. Chevy Cruze. Okay. I got a Chevy Cruze. It's 2011. My uh, traction light came on probably like two and a half, three years ago. Just roll through it. You got no worries. <laughs> There's one that comes up with a wrench, though. Not one scares me. I can't remember what that one is. I don't think I've gotten the wrench yet. So, but yeah, so I've just been driving through it. And I don't know if you guys can relate, but like, you know, when your car sounds like loose, like there's, there's a feeling in your car when there's like your car's tight, it's like running good. Like after you get an oil change, after you, didn't change your oil and you're like, damn, this, this thing's got a little like extra zip to it. Like right now my car feels like all four wheels are going to like go off the side <laughs> and I'm going to be sliding down the road. So I probably should get it checked out, Yeah, which I will soon. Um, you should, you should just go back thing that plugs into your car that just kind of reads what's wrong with it and then just go from there. Yeah. But I just, that, that's another thing that's an under that's a, like an all-time life under to me is like choosing the right mechanic because I always feel like I'm getting ripped even if I'm not getting ripped off at like when I bring my car in I always feel like I'm getting ripped off when I bring my car in yeah I would agree every time I've had to take mine to a mechanic I think that like nothing comes out better yeah. right so in Kansas you have to have your cars inspected it was Kansas or Missouri. Doesn't matter which one. One of them you have to have your cars inspected for. And we take it in. And one's like $1,700 worth of work to just yeah. get it like licensed there. And I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, I couldn't believe it. I, yeah. I have to do that next month. Now that you say that, oh, and I'm going to procrastinate and do it the last day. And it's going to be a long line, I'm sure. Not yeah, and excited. So, and then I took, so the first car we take in, I get it licensed, which is the car we had like, which was the new car. It was like, 
not super old. That one, like 1700, it was a shitload of money. <laughs> and then I take my shitty ass, like hand me down from my parents, like been driving for ever on it. It was a 2003. This is 2016 into a different place. Everything's oh. good. Didn't need anything. Of course. The first place I just think I got fucked. Just an old champ. I forgot. I came up with an idea for a new TikTok challenge. So this would be right up Riley's alley. So of course I was working with this guy and we have to go on base every single day. So like we're going through a gate, like getting our ID checked. One day this guy didn't come in and it was like weird to me. So I like reached out to him, text him. And I was like, Hey dude, are you coming in tonight? Cause this guy's always there, always there on time, always there early. I don't know why he didn't reach out to me first. He was like, yeah, I got stopped at the gate. My registration on my car is up. So they're not letting me drive my car on base. And I was like, whatever, I'll come pick you up. I go to pick up the guy. The cops are still messing with him. And this is like 30 to 45 minutes of him getting messed with at the gate. He finally parks his car, hops in my car. And I was like, what was wrong? I don't know if I knew it was his registration was up, but he was like, my registration was up. At that, that point, I was like, how, how long has your registration been up? Two years. He's been driving that bitch on. Two years. I, I've definitely been over for a while. Like, I don't know if I've ever made it to a year. I used to operate under, I'm not going to get my registration renewed until I get a ticket for like having my registration up, which I don't recommend, but that's just how I rolled. But I think that would be a great TikTok trend for Riley's generation is see how long you can drive with your registration up before you get a ticket. I'm, so, I'm right there next month. So we can start that timer next month. There you go. Uh, yeah. So for me, like my wife is too like, oh my God, we're going to get a ticket. So I think in the state of Wisconsin, the buffer zone is 30 days, right? So your, your car comes up and if you're up in October, that means that you're up October 30th. Well, you have through November to get your registration done or something like that. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's everybody. If the cop's nice. Right. So like, it's not like this thing. And I will have my, the sticker on my plates changed. Probably like if it's up at the end of October, it'll be like September 15th. My stickers will be changed because it, I'll do it. Right. But like my wife will be like, you got to get them changed. They're going to give you a ticket. I'm like, I have like two, three months yet. She's like, you got to God do it. God do it. God. So I'd never like live on the edge of that stuff. Yeah, and that's why it's nice having a wife. My my wife has changed my life in that that aspect. So it, I, I'm not quite the rebel I used to be driving without my registration for <laughs> damn near a year. Under dashboard lights are on, car feels loose, need to get it in. But we'll see when I get that going. And then my over is I got a guy I worked with uh, hooked on WTR, some Walker Texas Ranger. And this kid, he's about, I, I always forget, this is pretty shitty. Riley, you're 24, right? Yeah. 
I feel like you always say like a year on either end every time I ask. So he's right. He's right around Riley's range. And this guy absolutely loves Walker, Texas Ranger. He like looks up the truck that he drives in the episodes. Oh, so like, what is it? Cause I was kind of wondering, I did not look it up. Is it a GMC? I think so in the first season. So sorry guys, I've been blowing past you because this guy <laughs> uh, is I've only been semi watching. So I'm going to rewatch when we do our breakdowns and I guess if I'm touching this, so we're doing Walker, Texas Ranger breakdowns until football season starts. In the first season, it's a different truck than the second season. Oh, shit. You guys aren't even there yet. Fuck. I am blowing this shit already. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right, though. There's only four episodes in the first season. So just. Oh, just really? Uh, yeah. Pilot season short. But anyways, I can't remember what the truck is. But he looks at the gun that the guy uses and he like seriously like scopes out buying these things. And I was like, dude, if you buy that truck, we found one up in Michigan. And I was like, if you buy that truck, like I will full on buy a cowboy hat, cowboy boots and get one of those guns and I will roll around with you and we'll just like go shoot squirrels or some shit. But so you're Trevette and he's Walker or what? other way around gosh that's he would be driving so yeah i guess so i would want to be that's all right but but yeah so i i would be trevette and then my other one i'll touch on real quick is i got a roku for the room been life-changing so i'm in a hotel room right now and i've been watching all my uh netflix and shit on my computer and stuff got a roku so I got a hook to the TV now. Lights out. Way better. I'm watching the Brewer game on my TV instead of on my computer monitor right now. So a lot, lot better. Brewers are down four to seven. I tell you what, I think they're going to win this game. I'm going to do my bold prediction. Uraz just struck out. But top of the eighth, they're going to win this one in the in the top of the ninth. So that's what I got. Like that. Riley, let's roll to you. Um, sorry with my under me and uh, my girlfriend got big C we got COVID gosh I don't remember late last week and we just been bumming at home it, it hasn't been too bad I've just been on the toilet quite a bit and having to drink a lot of fluids so could be worse I think how'd you find out you had COVID COVID tests we still had a couple left over. Well, no shit, buddy. Okay, so, oh, so you guys just tested at home. You guys were feeling no, no, like no, no, shit. no. Yeah, we were feeling like shit, and okay. then Paige's coworkers got had it, and or somebody I don't know somewhere from the work she had or they got it. Paige started to feel sick, and I did, and then we took the test because we had a couple left over from yep. whenever you got free ones, but yeah. Yeah, so and I have asthma too, so I thought it'd be much worse in terms of that, but it's been not too bad. So hey, you're high, Good you're day. high risk. You're sick all the time. You got like a bad immune system, buddy. I have an I would yeah, I, I am sick a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, and then my over, I didn't really get to do much, obviously, but I watched a lot of like movies, TV shows. Laid around a lot, which 
which is nice. But like after a couple of days, it just gets boring and then you feel cooped up. So that's turning into an under two kind of we're sticking in there, hanging in there. So that that's interesting because that's uh, so the job that I actually do right now is guys have to be at home for a year after they get released from our facility. So they ha- they're uh, basically on house arrest for a year. And they're like, well, you know, we'll just sit around and watch TV and movies. And you made it like four days and you're like driving me crazy. So yeah, it, that's good. Yeah. Now I can tell them like, this is not going to work. Yeah. A whole year of that would get brutal. I mean, you yeah, would and so they, like, I shouldn't say that they can't move at all. like and do stuff, but they have to have a monitor with them if they go out on supervised release. So. But yeah, that I mean, that would still be brutal. You would definitely have to like trick something in your mind to uh, to tell. Like, could they go fishing or something, or is that like if they had them? So they have to have somebody go with them, right? But they can get they get like probably like two hours a week or something like that. So, mm-hmm. that so are there good? What what are like parole officers? Would it be? Uh, so it's not parole officers because it's a different, like, so we work in the health department and parole works in corrections. So they have a parole officer usually because that's how you interact with the community is through a parole officer a lot, but they, we hire people, the state does to hang out with them when they go grocery shopping, when they go to their like, um, treatments and stuff like that. So. And I miss it two hours a week or two hours a day uh, for like outdoor stuff. Yeah. Wait, for outdoor leisure. Oh, yeah. Two hours. Yeah. It's shitty. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. I, I would, I would like to think I would take them fishing or something. So you like, if you were a monitor, you wouldn't really have much of a choice. So you would do what they tell you. They want to do. Okay. Yeah, I mean that makes more sense. I guess I wouldn't want to be like, hey, I got an idea for you. So well, they could use some of those some of the guys for sure. <laughs> I feel like we always derail Riley. So Riley got COVID, got to sit around, watch movies and shit all week. You're feeling all right though. You're doing good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling decent. Like I'm just sweaty on the toilet. Just kind of feel gross, but it could be a lot worse. So you're hey, taking I'm a lot of paths, huh? What was that? You're taking a lot of pats. Yeah, a lot of pats. Um, How's your Jerome we're... doing? Is your Jerome getting raw? <laughs> Jerome's getting a little. Uh, it's on fire a little bit. So <laughs> get get some wet wipes, buddy. Shit, where I was going? Yeah, I don't remember that about COVID. I feel like when I had it, it felt like a really bad cold. But I think there was a little bit of that going on with me, but I was in the Dominican Republic. So I didn't know if, if it was just being in a different country, like that was causing I, the extra. There's some, in there's some COVID type pills I'm taking too. So that might be part of it too. I don't know. Yeah. When it, I had, sucks, but. I don't like, I remember like the difference between like a cold and COVID for me was that I had a little bit of a headache. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't remember getting headaches that often when I 
have a cold, right? So. Yeah. No, I remember I was miserable. I I definitely underestimated what I was getting myself into at the time. It was like the worst cold I've had in probably 10 years is, is how I would explain it to people. Like my nose would just not stop running. Like it was like red and crusty. Like, like I was a little kid licking my snot again. Like I was like my general life. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was (laughs) like living in Wisconsin, not realizing (laughs) if he moved down South that that shit doesn't happen anymore. If you work out, it doesn't happen as much either. Yeah. Right. So I don't, I don't like my nose is pretty clear if I, if I'm like exercising regularly. Strengthening that immune system, getting those mookies nice and big. (laughs) All right. We'll move on. Mike, what do you got for us? All right. So my under is my battery in my, my, who do, who died? Actually, something did die. So. Uh, sorry, everyone. This one's uh, pretty bad. Another death in the old Doherty family. Uh, the battery for my car died. Had to get that replaced. Yeah, uh, three days like in a row. I was like, this time it's gonna start. And I was like, nope, nope. Middle of the summer, can't figure out like why for sure. Just one day, shut off. It's too so, many cars on us. Yeah, no shit. Why would that make the battery worse? That should make the battery better, right? If you're not running your air and shit. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Nice point. But maybe, maybe it's just like stinky or something, and the battery's like, fuck you, I'm done. Um, but battery shut down, and then so you got the battery I ended up having to buy was probably like 160 or something like that. Kind of shitty. Over is like today. I had like pretty good day with the with the kids, the hoodlums. We ended up they they picked me up from work, ended up going to a splash pad, spent the day at the park, then came back home. I I took probably like a 20-minute nap and then ended up at the pool with them. My overs probably are just hanging out with the family all summer, right? So uh last night we played T ball. Last weekend we spent the at my in-laws and then at my brother-in-law's pool so it was all right i got a couple follow-ups for you good oh um but was the wilton pool has the guy been putting the cover back on it yet no so and they're making some dumb fuck excuse that drives me goddamn crazy so they're saying that if they put the cover on it'll like deteriorate so much that they're that they need to spend more time cleaning the pool than what it's worth. It is what it is, but he's not putting the cover on. It's been decently warm most days. So it's not like super cold, but I'm not, I haven't gotten probably a week. So. Yeah. You're probably in the stretch of summer where it's kind of not even necessary at this point, but. Yeah. Once. So probably all the way through July, it's not that big a deal, but once August hits, then you start getting cool nights and the cool nights really kill you. If you get under 70 at night, then like it'll tank the temperature up there. So, and then second follow up question who's the best T ball player in the family? In the, in the family, I mean, it's definitely Kennedy at the moment, right? So, it, actually, pretty funny story about my son playing T ball. He will not, he doesn't really enjoy it that much. 
So like he'll be excited to go play, whatever, but he doesn't enjoy actually when he's there. He will walk off the field to get water when he's supposed to be in the outfield. He'll just like mosey on over, sit down in the chair, drink water, go back. He'll hit the ball and then he won't run to first base. He'll just walk. Doesn't care. I don't know if he like realizes that he's not going to get out either way. I'm not sure. He's kind of funny. He like, I got to get him a little bit more focused. Yeah. I feel like that's tough. I can't remember. I feel like I was pretty locked in to T-ball when I played, but I remember taking golf lessons, even at like 10, 11, not like they, they brought out wiffle balls. And I was like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> so like, we're just like swinging and hitting the, the wiffle balls at each other and shit. Definitely no focus in that, but yeah, I could so, see that with um, T-ball. No. Uh, so I talked to one of my buddies about being like focused. Right. And he's like, I remember like being like juiced up to be a T-ball and I was good at baseball. That's what I remember about T-ball. And that's the way I remember T-ball too, is that like I was locked in, was ready to play. I could really hit the ball hard. And when I think about it, there's almost no way that's true. It definitely is. Yeah. You're, you're in a different world at like different ages in your life. Like where the age you're at is like the most important age that you're, that you're going through, I guess. Yeah. I remember saying things like, Hey, we were a hell of a T-ball team. And then I went like, watch my nephew through these years that he was like the same age as me. And I was like, this is dog shit. Like this is brutal (laughs) to watch. Granted he is getting to the, now he's getting to the time where I'm like, damn, this kid's actually getting good like chasing down balls that yeah surprised me i'm playing catch with him letting it like rip but yeah from from six to 12 or six to 11 i feel like 12 is when he, he caught his groove and i can basically this might not say much about me i probably throw like a pussy but he like i can throw as hard as i want at him and he'll he'll catch the ball and he won't be too scared we got a good story playing catch with Riley back in the day. Uh, it was my brother-in-law, Riley, and I. And, Riley, you were probably – you were at that age, though, like where we at least I, felt like we could throw the ball as hard – and you were good. Like you were – I always remember thinking that about you. It's like you were very athletic at like a young age. And I remember we were just like – we're like, okay, it's like my brother-in-law and I playing catch. I'm probably 17. He's 22. And you're nine. I'm 17. What are you? You're nine. Third. Yeah, I'm eight years younger, right? So I think it'd be nine or 10. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law just throws the ball to Riley. I don't even know if he's like throwing it as hard as he can, but it like tips off Riley's glove and just smokes him in the face. I'm, I'm trying to even like, I remember like that. I just, I, I guess I didn't know it was your, or Matt. I thought it was your neighbor for some reason, but I definitely, I just remember getting smoked and like from there on out, every time I play uh, catch with like you or someone older, I'd be like, Please don't whip it at me. 
I got, I don't, I'm not in the mood to get smoked if just we're just here to play catch type of thing. Thought yeah. I was a pussy, but but you were you were kind of tough actually. I do recall though, like so Matt has like the biggest guilty conscience ever. So he felt awful that he hit you in the face. But I remember like I got to you, you calmed down, like you weren't crying like that much. You could tell you were hurt. But then you told me you're like, I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> you were like that mad at him. I don't remember that, but <laughs> I do. Like I'll never forget. That. I was like, I'm pretty sure he didn't do it on purpose, man. I know he didn't because Matt probably no. I honestly, Matt would have rather him than the guy that got hit in the face than you be the guy that got hit in the face. Yeah, yeah. All right, another derailing there so mike you're under i forget what your under was uh my car battery died okay so another death another death in the family and then your overs hanging out with the kids you're such a good dad mike such a good family man so so sometimes when my kids are on my nerves i don't know if that's actually true right so i'm like you know i think everybody thinks they're they're a good dad until like they're actually in the moment of being not a good dad, which definitely happens all the time. Yeah, there's like give and take with that. Like I know I'm a great dog owner, but sometimes at the like the end of the walks with my dogs, when I'm like, dude, you got to stop smelling shit. You just got to come along, and I'm like tugging them. Yeah, I ha- I think everybody has their moments. Like, yeah, and I'm not like we're turning the. Yeah, I don't think you can call someone a, a bad dad if they tell you, shut up, we're turning this car around. <laughs> Just come from the territory. I, I no, definitely have been there, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, from there, we're going to lead into spicy meatballs. I got a couple spicy meatballs slash ideas. Is Spicy meatball slash spicy ideas. That's what we're going to call it. We've just been calling it dumb ideas. We're going to call it spicy ideas. So we'll even give the ideas spicy meatballs or, well, jalapenos at this. So, Mike, you got anything? We'll let you keep ripping. Uh, so I feel like I had something, but I can't remember what it was. So you got yeah. that's my new spicy meatball. Mike has to start fucking writing down or farting writing down stuff. We didn't talk about the fart jar enough, so I owe a dollar to the fart jar right there. I owe way more than that to the fart jar already today. But it just it just started. I'll, I'll go back. When I'm editing, I'll go back and give the, the fart jar update. But, yeah, that's my spicy meatballs. Mike needs to start writing stuff down. I like that. I feel like All he's right. the only one that doesn't check our texts and docs. <laughs> like, we were – um. Was it yesterday you texted you like what time are we recording in like three? Uh, two or I told three days you guys previous. I was gonna be, yeah, I told you guys I was gonna be late and I was and you guys were like, You got a whole day, man. You should be good. <laughs> but I take credit for that, is because I've been throwing our schedule off uh, big time. Like I can't remember when our last episode came out, but it's been over a week. We're still in our week window. We we're in episode 34 and we've never not put one out in a week something to be said good about that never checks the text thread never checks the google docs just 
too busy with Twitter trying to get new followers <laughs> and asking questions like I don't even know what kind of questions you ask on there, but <laughs> oh, so actually I do have it, and I did write it down it's right here in my fucking uh, notes thing on my phone. That's a dollar to the fart jar. <laughs> Fair enough. So UFC runs like a fight week thing. Like a, I I heard it on McAfee. I was driving in. I didn't pay a ton of attention of what it's actually called, like Ultimate Fight Week or something like that. Dana Dana was on whatever the fuck his last name. Is. White, another one. Dana White was on. It sounded like they just have one night of fights, but they bring everybody in for the week and they kind of run some stuff. I think they should run a title fight every night over the course of the week in right after the NBA playoffs end and the NHL playoffs. Early to mid-July, you run just seven world championship fights with undercards on them. And you Um, put that on like ESPN? Yeah, so it's like a mainstream thing. Like this this is something that even maybe like a Fox or an ABC, whoever your, your main, you know, television contract goes through. I think, I think they're that ESPN that, right now. Right. And so like, just like every night for a, for a whole week, I think that would be super cool. All right. I semi like it, but every night is over the top. I think I think you could definitely water it down to every Saturday for the month of July and August. I I, I just don't think people are tuning into that shit every single night. Like, I think you need to. But if it's only one week and it goes just that week, it's like Shark Week. People love Shark Week. Yeah, I guess. Weirdos like Shark Week. Uh, so I just think if you're going to like highlight a week in the summertime, some point, and it sounds like it's basically right when NHL stuff kind of dies down, probably the first week of July, maybe the last week of June, but you could, because baseball sucks at this point, it's just the middle of the season, right? Everybody's just getting through. There's no basketball. There's no hockey. There's no football. Um, I don't know, is soccer playing right now? So European soccer is not playing, right? No, usually it's like an international tournament or the MLS, but no, not usually. Yeah, you could turn UFC into like the event of like July, I think pretty easily. Especially in the United States, if it because if yeah. it's soccer, no one's good. not many people are watching from here anyways. No, I, I think that like UFC season. They need to, I think they did a good job for a while is like selling their fights, selling their guys. Cause I want to say like from the time I was like 17, so late my junior year in high school till like 22, I was, I knew more about UFC fighters than I do right now. And I don't think like in that element, like I've changed that much. Like I've definitely, Basically, we started this podcast for me to get locked in to sports. Like, well, not just me, but you guys as well. My my selfish reason was to get locked back in to the point where I used to just absolutely live, breathe every sport, every season. But when 
like I said, from 17 to 22. So what was that? 2007 to 2012. I feel like UFC did a way better job at selling fights, getting me excited for like guys, but granted they had like Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson, Anderson Silva, like they had like big dogs coming on the card. I don't feel that way right now. I don't even know if I could tell you more than five fighters. I don't even know if I could tell you more than three that have a shot at the title right now. Yeah. So I can't, uh, when I was listening to Rogan a lot, I could tell you numerous fighters, right? And I could tell you probably who was right there for the title fights. I think that the difference is, is that the depth is so good now. Okay. Right? And that there's more really, really good fighters. And when it, I mean, 2007 isn't like the beginning, but that might be the beginning of when they really start getting hot. And at that point, there aren't a shitload of good fighters. There's only like probably seven to 10 really good fighters in each weight class, where now there's probably 30 really good fighters in each weight class. Yeah. And I mean, that makes the sport interesting. And I wonder, yeah. And I, I know there's like rival fight leagues, and I'm going to derail us here real quick, but like the format of the UFC which I kind of love, like I, I like boxing is great to me. And I think a great heavyweight fight in boxing draws my attention more than a great uh, UFC fight, but I don't like how you can pick and choose in boxing. Like I like how they match you up in UFC, but it seems like if you have depth, like you're saying, I'm pretty naive to the sport say if you got 32 guys that can fight, like maybe make it like soccery almost like qualify to be in the 32 and then run a tournament throughout the year. But I, obviously you can't do it really like round robiny, but maybe you could. I, I don't know what would be the best format of tournament at that point, but to, right. to crown a champion at the end. Where fighting is very much, if you win, you stay at the table. And I do respect that. I like make it, take it. I like when you played beer pong in college. Like if you won, you got to stay at the table type deal. But I also love tournaments. So I wonder if there's a format change that they could use to to sell it to dumb brains like me better. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I do think that there's some like something that's missed with the, like everybody falls under the same promoter, which is UFC. They'll put whoever they think is going to draw the most eyeballs, right? Where boxing, you actually get the right fights. Now you miss on some of those fights because a guy, I mean, and this is just rumors, but a guy like Floyd, Floyd Mayweather avoided Manny Pacquiao during his prime. Right. And so you might have missed one of the best fights in history because Floyd knew there's a chance he loses that. Yeah. And I want to say like Pacquiao might have been left-handed where where Floyd didn't want to take on someone with a big left hand. Right. And so, but that's a real chance at a loss. And Floyd knew that if he goes 40 or 50 and 0, that's a big deal. Right. And that's where you make 
most of your money. And yeah, there's no way that those guys should have got away without fighting in their prime. And then right. them fighting after their prime, like where Pacquiao was kind of a bruiser, like gets in and tries to knock you the fuck out, where Mayweather's more of a tactician that's gonna gonna touch you up. And if you slip up big, he's gonna knock you out. But that's not his plan, is to right. knock you out. It's just to fight beautifully. And I remember I watched that fight with a guy that was uh, a very big boxing fan. And he described to me, it, and it was, it was beautiful. Like the way, like people were calling a bad fight, but this guy was like, no, if you, if you see what Mayweather was doing in that fight and you understood what he was doing, he fought like just a phenomenal fight. Like he didn't make a mistake. Right. And I think that's the big thing with Mayweather is that he doesn't take big risks and people hate that shit. Right. Because we like to see flashy things. You know, do you like the Tom Brady style of football where you're throwing the ball three yards and, you know, you throw the ball three yards, you get five and you walk it down in 12 plays? No, everybody fucking hates that. But is it effective? Yes. Super effective. And if you're a big enough fan, you appreciate it and you can see yep. what's going on. But yeah, we want to see bomb thrown. I feel like if we throw it back to UFC, like Anderson Silva was very obviously like maybe the best fighter of all time. I mean, I'm I'm a dumbass, but like I, I remember that was kind of a narrative that was going on. But he was kind of boring because he was spend the first round figuring out like the reach, figuring out like when he thinks this guy's going to make a mistake and then takes advantage of a mistake and just wipes you out. Yeah. And so I don't know that I ever saw Anderson Silva actually fight, but I listened to the way Rogan would talk about him, who obviously watches, if not every UFC fight, 99%. Yeah. Damn. And, and he would just like, he talked about him more like, that like nobody was at his level. I don't even know how to relate it back to one of the big four, maybe like a Michael Jordan thing in the early nineties. Like, and I think just you, didn't play at that level of basketball. Right. And I think if you go to something that's like more relatable, it'd be like Muhammad Ali at, at some point in time, like when Muhammad Ali was aware that the fights were going to get boring because he was so much better than them. Yeah. That he would let them go a couple extra rounds and then knock him out. Like basically draw out a fight to knock him out. But I think when Anderson Silva started getting matched up with guys, or like when he got a little bit older and started getting matched up with guys that could take him out, like he was a tactician more than like a bruiser. If that yeah. Yeah, I think I'm out of my depth in the UFC talk, but I think that it would be very cool to have just like a week of championship fights to bring it back to the spicy meatball. Like one straight week, you know, you just kind of make sure you line it up that you're almost hitting that stuff in like March, April, and then you got guys ready to go for the July time. And I just think it's too much UFC for a week. I think if you do a month, of Saturdays, put a couple. I guess it's like an interesting concept. Like, 
but who are you going to put Monday night? Like the featherweight guys go Monday night. The yeah, whoever you don't think it, you know, draws. And even so, if there was a fight where the guy that I won't like wanted to watch was on. And so I would probably watch UFC if it was on like real TV, right? The pay-per-view limits me. I'm not spending money. I haven't spent money on like a pay-per-view game ever. I didn't buy the Sunday ticket when I was in Kansas city. I just prayed that the Packers would be on national TV. Or went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Or I'd go to Buffalo Wild Wings, right? And so it's not Buffalo Wild Wings is not nearly as accessible for me anymore to go watch a fight because that's pretty late at night. If I can go at noon, I could probably swing that. It's not the way fights work. Does the uh, old hitch and post buy those fights for you? No idea. Never tried to find out if they do or not. So it was a good time going to bars to watch fights. I, yeah, that's true. Yep. But you're not going there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, maybe you are. Yeah, you're right. I would definitely not be there seven nights a week. It would have to be on like TV and I could engage with something like that. All right. I will rank it. We'll get off the UFC. I'm going to say that is four spicy meatballs because I think it's a bad idea. And I like the idea of stretching it throughout a month, putting it on prime time Friday or Saturday, or maybe both. Okay. Like at the most Friday and Saturday. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know anything about UFC. So, but I do think I don't, they fight like two or three times a year. Like I just, and then I just feel like that's a lot of fights in a short time, like Pat said, but if you do it in a month, I feel like you can get a decent amount of fights with covering those primetime days, I guess. Yeah. So I want to say that they already fight twice a month anyway. The I UFC. Think, I don't think so, Mike. I think Especially the UFC. Especially once they get up at the high levels, they don't fight. They might not have title fights twice a month, but I think they have two pay-per-views a month. Well, yes, but like an individual fighter doesn't. No, no, I don't think individual fighters should fight seven times. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that. I was going to preface that. Yeah. So uh, they should just set it up so like they have a bunch of title fights. But over a month would be pretty cool, too. The month of July, when it comes to American sports, is relatively slow. Middle of baseball season. Nobody's really in like a huge pennant race at that point. Basketball's done. Football hasn't started. Hockey's done. Soccer might be going, but nobody gives two fucks. Um, the WNBA is on, I guess. Could be there. Big three is on. I think these things can be overtaken by something like the UFC if they really want to. And I agree with you because, yeah, I used to get into it. I still like watching a fight, but I'm in your camp, whereas I'm not going to buy a fight. Like, usually if I stumble upon a fight, it's like when I go to a bar. How many jalapenos, Riley? Um, I'll just go for as same with you. And yeah, like I said, I know they're not fighting every like each individual fighter is not fighting seven days a week. But I just think you're wasting those fights on like a random Monday night. But yeah, no, and I agree um, with you on that. Yeah, I do have a spicy meatball. Uh, do you want me to go before you? Yeah, 
let it rip. I, okay. Otherwise, I'll forget it. Uh, I think we'll touch on this quickly eventually, but USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten, which I, I don't really know how that works or makes sense, but it's going to happen. And I think UCLA and USC, I don't think they combine for more than six conference wins the first like two first season i would say there's no way they because the home the home field advantage for the midwest schools in november to a california team is so much greater than us going to you know la yeah it's 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 like a bowl game to us and you know they're going to show up because everybody those teams are going to have targets on their back and i don't see them being successful in a snowy night in madison i don't know and I, and I don't know if that's spicy, but it, it is a good point. And I'm glad you brought it up because I don't think we would have touched uh, that little conference realignment with uh, USC. And I, I think it's going to be more of a benefit to basketball at first. But I do think teams traveling out west might have an issue. Yeah, no, no, I think you nailed it. I think like, traditional big 10 teams are going to have a good time. Like they're like, Hey, we're going, we're going to California to play a game. Yeah, no, good point. Riley. I, I don't know how many spicy meatballs to give it Yeah, because I think you're right. Like I think they USC and UCLA coming to the big 10 have kind of put themselves in a disadvantage because they have to go into nastier weather when the season gets tough. Like, whereas teams like Wisconsin, I'm, Michigan, Iowa going out west when the weather's shitty, and then they're like, it's it's a treat for them to go there. Yeah, and the only thing I could see as a real disadvantage is jet lag for college students because if you're flying from Maryland to California, like, that's obviously a long flight, and I'm sure they'll get up there a day early and they'll be fine, but, like, during a during when they're in school for the colleges that actually have players do their schoolwork, um, I feel like that just that will drain you. I could be wrong, but yeah, no, and I think the the team like the traditional Big West teams like in the Midwest, like I feel like Wisconsin adding those teams to the schedule is like it gives us like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa such an advantage because we're like the central time zone that shift either way isn't that bad for us mike's a mike's a big uh time zone guy when he's when he's picking games so mike what do you what do you think of these guys coming to the big time uh so i do not think that they will have a lot of success early now to be fair i don't think ucla has a great program they have a program, yeah, in terms of football, their program isn't good to start with. So I don't know that they'll have a lot of success. I think they'll be like Nebraska, where they think they're going to be good, and then they won't be. And USC, I think every away game that happens after, I don't know, October 15th, they're fucked. Because they've, they probably have, the majority of their players have probably never played in under 50 degree weather and then they live in 70 to 80 degree, 80 degree weather all year round 
and you got to come to someplace that's actually like really cold, that's going to matter. I don't think that there's any chance it doesn't matter. Right. So you're going to have five weeks in the season that I don't think they function well if they're traveling into the Midwest. No. And I agree. Like, yeah, Riley laid it out pretty well there. So I am going to. Then if you get an 11 o'clock game in the Midwest and you were there, that's a nine o'clock game in LA. So an 11 o'clock game for Maryland, which is, that's a eight o'clock in the morning game. But I think we've had this discussion on the, on the podcast before is you say if Wisconsin plays Maryland at home, it's going to be a two o'clock. It's just like how the schedule was set up. Cause I remember it broke my brain, dude, you were on the other side of this argument. When so they're going to play the game earlier in the day because oh, they're already noon at 11 okay. o'clock. Yeah. No, I, I did it opposite. It's breaking my brain. So yes, if Wisconsin goes to Maryland, it's going to be a two o'clock game. If Maryland comes to Wisconsin, 11 o'clock game is fine. But if USC comes to Wisconsin, they're never going to play that game before noon. I, I mean, so that would be determined by the Big Ten. But it's just how it works. I remember I found that out this year. That was one of my this year blows my mind when you were telling me. They definitely play like Seattle will play at noon in Buffalo, which is a, in Buffalo. But Seattle at home never plays at noon. And I didn't realize that until this year. Yeah, because that's like nine o'clock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. But, I, I but mean, if they I travel into Wisconsin and Wisconsin says, oh, we're playing an 11 o'clock game today. And I don't know that Wisconsin can make that decision. I have no idea who makes the decision for the schedule. If it's the big tenor, if it's the school. But if Wisconsin's like, we're playing at 11, that's an early game for UCLA. And I think it when it's within the big 10, it's the big 10 making the decision. And Very I well think, could be. And I think when you go rogue and you're playing a team outside of your conference, I think it's like Barry Alvarez and whoever, like the DA is at the other school that's making that decision. Yeah, you're going to mess with them, right? Like, we're doing it then. You got no options. I I feel like it's fairly common sense driven. But, yeah, because one game I'll never forget is – actually, no, yeah, so you're kind of right. Is when we, we played Arizona State, and it was some field goal to win the game, and it was – at like 1.30 in the morning when I was watching this game. I remember I was like, Arizona State beat us, and we were, let's go to the bars. Like, this is bullshit. Let's go get drunk. And we're like, we can't even make it to the bars in time to drink at the bars. So I guess you're right there. So I think the time thing will be an issue, but it's mostly because you have East Coast and West Coast all in the same thing. Where the SEC doesn't have any of that. They have central time and east eastern time. They don't have any mountain time. They don't right. So Riley, you're in central, correct? Yep. And I think Austin falls east of you. It's 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 pretty straight. It, yeah. Okay. It's 
Uh, it's pretty south, almost straight south, but slightly okay, west or east. I don't know which way. Same thing with, uh, what is it, Norman, Oklahoma? Yeah, that's pretty close anyway. North. Right? Yeah, I drive so through like, it. To they to... still haven't changed anything because they still have like Missouri and teams like that. They have uh, stuff in Louisiana. They haven't changed their time zones. Our time zones expanded significantly in the big time. It's coast to coast now. Yeah, we have yeah, every yeah. time zone but Hawaii in there. But I mean, bro, that I mean, re- yeah, and really, like it is coast to coast. It is LA to New York because we have Rutgers, which is what fifteen minutes out of New York City. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that, but I we had our. We, think, yeah, it is in Newark for sure. But I don't know Newark, New York. So we'll go to our geography expert here. Riley, how far is Newark from New York? Oh, I'm not very familiar with the East Coast, but do you want it in miles? Minutes. That de- depends on traffic, I guess. But I'll give it an hour and a half-ish. Okay. So you heard it from the expert there. Hour and a half. <laughs> All right. So I'm looking it up now. So let, let's, I have no idea. Let's rate Riley's spicy meatball is that the West Coast teams joining us, USC and UCLA, are not going to get more than how many wins? Six conference wins combined. Six conference wins combined. I will say, I don't know USC's roster right now. Yeah, I do you think Graham Harrell is Graham Harrell is one of the coaches on USC? So I'm gonna give that four and a half spicy meatballs because that's my boy. The real ones, no. The real ones, no. I think USC is gonna get four, and I think UCLA is gonna get three. Let's mark it down. Especially if they get I don't know how the schedule is gonna look, but if they get Rutgers coming, Maryland coming, like anytime. Rutgers or Maryland's going anywhere, they're going to lose-ish. And I think USC and UCLA, more so USC, will be able to pick a couple guys up because I think they'll know that too and be amped up for it. It's like these guys think we're not going to be able to play in cold weather. We're going to play a different style of football and work some of these people. So if you think about the Big Ten, you Think about wins you can get. Say if USC plays Northwestern, Maryland, Rutgers on the road. That, that I mean, that's best case scenario for them. Yeah. Those are all winnable games for USC. So I, I would yeah. say that they're going to win more than six combined. I don't think it's going to be much more than six. I will give you, I think I already gave a jalapeno rating, but I'll give you four, four jalapenos as well. Uh, so I'm going to say that that's a pretty spicy take. USC is one of the best, their blue blood um, football program in terms Are of they? football. They, for sure. they haven't been good though for years. And if you, I just think they're going to be awful on the road. Like kids from Southern California going to Lafayette just cracks me up that they're going to be out of their element. And I just think, it might add a little recruiting to say, hey, you're going to go to L.A., play teams like USC, UCLA. It adds a little something to that. And they're going to get everybody's best shot. 
and I, I'm sure they already do, but I don't know. I just, I don't think the competition between the conferences are the same. I just think the big 10 kind of iron sharpens iron. I think it's just a better overall league and they're going to run into a gauntlet. So I do think it's a better overall league. And I think that you're going to run into probably at least three teams that are like high end, right? So you're going to re- run into Wisconsin, Iowa, trying to think who the other one in the West would be. That would be like, like really good. No. I mean, Minnesota might be a tough place. To and play. they might realign it too, or work that around too. Yeah. I'd wonder like what, where they would jump to. Right. So like, would they push Wisconsin into the West? Or into the east, I'm sorry. Right? Like if they do that, the then the east is just stacked. Yeah. Absolutely stacked. Yep. And then you're gonna more than likely pick up Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State. One of those three. Yeah. You're gonna pick up, which would be tough. Watch but, watch it's northwestern gets pushed to the east. And <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, that that would actually be fair. Like if you push Northwestern to the east and throw USC, give them Northwestern slot. UCLA. Are, are Purdue and Indiana both in the east currently? I don't think so. Okay. And anyway, it doesn't matter, right? So I think that they will get over those. So I think it's pretty spicy. I'm going to give it four and a half spicy are uh, jalapenos because I think there's enough wins in the big 10, especially for a team like USC that they will be a, like, they'll probably have an eight win season. Uh, I wanted to correct one thing. Indiana's in the East and Purdue is in the West. Okay. So if we were going to throw these guys in and Purdue goes to the East and Illinois maybe goes to the East and well, it's got to be Illinois or Northwestern then. Yeah, Illinois, Northwestern, go to the east. So, I mean, it's almost – it almost stacks the conferences a little bit more fair. Because right now, if you don't yeah. think the west is weaker, you're a fucking idiot. Like, there's, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no chance that – I mean, really the only powers in the west are Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah. They can pretend Nebraska is, but they are not. No, not at all. All right. So I think we already ranked Riley's as pretty spicy. Yep. uh, That they're going to get under six wins between the two teams in their first year. In conference. In conference. So we will stipulate that. But we'll see. Maybe that, that will be a good. I wonder what they would set the over under at for that. And I think, I think you're about right, right? I think they would set it at like 6.5. I was going to say six and a half or seven and a half sound pretty good. All right. So we, you guys crush it on spicy meatballs. So let's try to get through mine fast compared <laughs> to yours. So this one, so the confidence that Chet Holmgren and some of the rookies had in this draft just rubs me the wrong way. And maybe I'm just like an old man. And I mean, you, 
have to have that mindset in your head if you're going to be like the best guy. But I don't know why it pissed me off so much. Like right when Chet Holmgren was like, I'm the best player in the NBA until like proven otherwise or whatever the fuck he said. It's like, I'm going to be the best player in two months. Just rubs me the wrong way and makes me mad. But I do think that he needs to have that if he wants to be the best player. Yeah. I agree 100%. And yeah, I was going to say, it just puts a big target on his back for right. all the vets yeah. just to give him hell. And he's he doesn't have, like, the mass to really yeah. support himself if they want to, like, go after him. If, T- if P.J. Tucker decides to body him up, he's fucked. Yeah, it and I don't know if that though. happened in college. Because I KD had the same knock coming out was that he's too frail, he's too little. But if yep. you've seen KD play in Texas, you're like, I don't think that this is going to matter that much once this guy grows into his body. So, and, and I don't think that I don't think that Chet's going to fail in the NBA. Right, I don't think that he's going to be a guy that like washes out. I'm not that concerned with his body weight. I'm just saying, if as a rookie, they want to start like leaning on him, I don't know that his body can keep up with that. Especially if a guy like Giannis or Jokic like decide to do that to him. Jokic, Nikolai Jokic, you're fucking yes, Jokic, Jokic. Okay, yeah. I'm a dad. I I get one in league. Right? Yeah, yes, that's your one. That's your one. You're under forty. Once you get over forty, you get two. So fifty-three. Can't 50. wait. Yeah, sixty. It jumps up to five. You can get five names wrong at sixty. So, so you're doing good. I need some jalapenos. Chat Holmgren's talking shit. I, I don't even know how to state it. Like maybe it's, it's bothersome, right? Yeah, it's bothersome. Um, I'm going to go with two jalapenos. I think that's a pretty standard take. If you're saying a rookie coming into the NBA, saying he's going to be the best player in the league, I think most people are disappointed in that take. All right. I, I agree really with good. that. I, I, I feel like that's a good spice level there. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go one and a half. Yeah, I even I'll be in high school, and you know, high school kids feel like, I feel like you're with them and I still like I was in high school and you're like and they say that and I'm like you're such a dumbass like that just puts a target on your back type of thing so one and a half all right I like it I'll, I'll take that for jalapenos I'm not gonna be like Mike and beg for more jalapenos start begging <laughs> start begging no so this one did you get them this one uh west central Wisconsin not west central Wisconsin this is like Southeast Wisconsin. My spicy jalapeno is David Gruber looks too much like a scumbag and he should probably have somebody else do the advertising for him. One call, that's all. I can't even put uh, put the face of Milwaukee sports of the Bucks and Brewers, like a Bali, Bali sports, Wisconsin. So he's He's a lawyer, dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> I agree with that. He's definitely a scumbag. Not I, I don't know that, but he looks like a scumbag. One call, that's all. That's all. David Gruber, law office. Have you been hurt in an accident lately? Do I get some a lawyer that looks like he's gonna end up in Mike's facility soon. The ones down David here, Gruber. it's just old one. old men screaming at the camera. Like there's 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 one where they come out at the back of the semi truck and there's two old guys screaming with the microphone. Oh it's it's hilarious. I'll see if I can catch it. But what it, do they say in um in breaking bad? If you're a criminal, you want a criminal that's a lawyer. Okay. Right? Yeah, so I'm maybe a... maybe he's like this I shitty that. person. That's what you need to actually <laughs> get your money. All right. And to be fair, David Gruber does not do that, that we know. We have zero. No, yeah, not this guy. This guy are, could be awesome. Yeah, he could be the coolest dude on the planet, like really respectful, does everything right. He definitely does not do that. Yeah. All right. I like that, Mike. So, yeah, it's not even, yeah, it's not even allegedly. It's in my mind, I make up that, which might say more about me than David Gruber. So, (laughs) Gruber might be a great dude. It just looks like he likes cheese pizza a little bit more than the average average person. I love the cheese pizza take. That's a <laughs> that's that's gold. He likes cheese pizza more than the average person. All right. Um, I think to like just make those statements in general. That's some pretty spicy meatballs. I'm going to give you four or jalapenos. I'm going to four jalapenos. This is pretty spicy. Yeah, uh, I'll go four and a half. I think it is pretty spicy. I probably shouldn't have said he looks like a scumbag. I feel like he really cares about Milwaukee sports. So yeah, that, that's true. I'm going to be, that does not mean he does not look like a scumbag. No, plenty of scumbags that really care about Milwaukee sports. Right. <sighs> um, maybe you just like, this guy needs to up his appearance a little bit. So he doesn't appear to be this guy. He probably is not this guy. No. he. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like the way he like shakes and rattles when he's giving his lines. It's like robotic almost like where he's like one call. That's all. I really hope he doesn't have like Parkinson's or something like that. It looks like it. So yeah, I might be, I might be the fucker. in this. Yeah. You might be the piece of shit. This whole, this whole deal, but that's okay. And and I'll take it. I'll take it. Like that's, that was a bold prediction. And like Mike said earlier, I have no evidence, no anything. I've seen him at a Bucks game sitting courtside live. Oh, nice. But other than that, I've only seen the commercials, and I'm just not impressed with the commercials. So he, my neighbor has a picture with him at a Brewer game, and he was smiling. So maybe he's a nice guy. Yeah. No, he probably is. <laughs> I. I will say, I'll walk it back. He likes Milwaukee sports, so he's probably a good dude. When I hear this back. You might want to cut this whole fucking thing. <laughs> no. Just in case we get <laughs> That's some. That's why I was. 
Now he I, is a lawyer, after all. That sues yeah, people for getting in car accidents. I'm done talking. <laughs> I'm done talking about it. So I'm not gonna walk myself deeper in a hole. The only thing I will say is David Gruber's <laughs> probably a great guy. He needs to do better commercials. His commercials David, suck. So here's your spicy meatball. David Gruber's commercials suck. Yeah, that's it. David Gruber's yeah. commercials suck. From there, I got some pretty spicy ones. Got, I think I got the most jalapenos out of everybody there. Going to be shipping yeah. some fire tomorrow. So from there, sponsor. We got a new sponsorship, Copenhagen. All you pussies out there not chewing Copenhagen, stay the fuck out of Texas. This Fucking is... Fucking long cut. Yeah, long cut. Even though Copenhagen long cut is more like fine cut, this is WTR, Walker, Texas Ranger, episode one and two breakdown. I like it right. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Ooh, those were, those were some good sound effects. So I don't know how we want to do this yet. If you want me to give my breakdown first and then feel free to interrupt me. Uh, but I got a big breakdown written for episode one and then episode two, I caught kind of, I was doing other stuff. while episode two was on. So my episode two breakdown is not going to be as good as my episode one, but I will bow to be better at breaking down every episode. Episode one, I broke down pretty good. What do you guys think? You want me to lead off? Yeah, you go for it. I have some notes that I definitely took on my phone here. Definitely there. Wrote stuff down while I was watching so I would remember the things I thought was goofy. I didn't even do that. But yeah, there's a couple things that just blew my mind that like I, this is my the first time I've actually sat and watched a show that's that old, and it's not that old, but it's just. I mean, it's time. thirty years old, like no shit for sure. Damn. No, right? twenty nine years old, Mike. Get it right. When did it start? <laughs> Ninety three, buddy. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. WTR episode one. Did not disappoint. So we had bang robbing, circus rape, and a Texas Ranger killed. Like, how many shows can you say that a cop got killed, a circus person got raped, and we had some bank robbing in the same episode? So first scene, Cordell Walker, whoops. Well, the first, first scene that Cordell's in walks into a bar in Mexico, whoops the shit out of five guys, uh, five Mexican guys. This is what I was going to ask you guys. Is this show like a little bit racist or am I just looking at it from like a new thing? Because he whoops the shit out of them and he whoops the shit out of them so bad he doesn't even have a cop car. He just throws them in the back of his truck. Like how bad does your ass have to get kicked like where you're laying in the back of the truck like not handcuffed not anything going across the border and they're all asleep too 
Yeah, they're they're all, they all got their ass whooped so bad. They're sleeping. And <laughs> and he talks to the border guard or whatever you want to call it, uh, Homeland Security. And he's like, I just got a little dirty laundry in the back. I couldn't tell if that was a racist line or if that was just like, I got some bad guys in the back. So to be fair, I did not realize that they were for sure Mexican. I did not notice that. They were definitely for sure Mexican and they were like okay. into it because the first scene, they kill a guy or and he's like, they shoot a guy and he's not dead. And they're like, oh, feed him to the feed him to the buzzards, amigo. Like, it's like very overt. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like necessarily notice that. Yeah, probably was racist. <laughs> it was, I guess that's my brain working again. But yeah, the kicks have just been amazing so far. They're just so like stage spinning. Maybe, maybe I'll break down the episode and then we'll get into like the corn stuff of that. But the way that the writers wrote Walker or Cordell Walker into this show, he's a damn superhero. He's such a badass. Like, there's nothing this guy can't do, and he never gets put into a situation. And it starts to make me realize, like, where all the Chuck Norris jokes come from. Because the way they wrote this into it. Like, I was just curious if there was, like, a point in time where they were doing, like, a table reading or something. And they're like, there's 10 guys in the room. One, they, they love rape in the show. They're always trying to rape a girl. Um, and they're like, these guys are trying to rape this girl. Cordell walks into the room, and he just fucking spinning, kicks people. He threw a spinning backhand. Just fucking sick shit. And I just wonder if at that table read, like someone was like, hey, this is a little bit like too much. Like this guy probably really couldn't do this shit. Yeah, they might have. Like, because you definitely can't, even if it's like four dudes, there's yeah. almost no chance you're walking out of there. Yeah. But, but, anyways, we'll roll through the episode here real quick. So, whoops, five guys ass, first scene he's in, Texas Ranger. Shows up to the bar. If you couldn't tell that guy was dying the minute that he showed up in the show, you're a fucking idiot. So this guy's like such a sweetheart, walks into the bar, and he was like, oh, I just bought this girl something. And they were like, you shouldn't have bought her that. You should have bought her this. And he's like, I sure do love her so much. Hope I don't die on the next time I'm out in the field. <laughs> but you're like, that guy's Dead. Dead as shit. Did you guys catch that when you watch it? No, no. Just <laughs> I, I was just enjoying the show, Pat. I was enjoying the show. There were some things I caught that I was like, yeah. wait, what the fuck's going on here? That was not necessarily one of them. All right. So that guy shows up, just gets the shit shot out of him in the next scene. If you didn't yep. like, like I said, if you didn't see that coming, I right, you don't watch enough TV. Serious speech. So then they they bring uh, the circus people in that got abducted. One of the girls got raped, I think, by by three guys or something. So she's down and out. 
rightfully so. And then uh, Cordell tells her his story. And holy shit, if that didn't break your heart, I don't know what will. Pretty rough life out of Cordell there. Yeah. So his first time, so we we got to hear the backstory. Mike was right in the last episode that this first episode was going to be epic. We got to hear the backstory. So the first time Cordell goes to a fair, gets to eat cotton candy. (laughs) Just loves the cotton candy. Just absolutely loved the cotton candy. (laughs) They walk out of the fair and his dad had too much pride dealing with this scumbag outside. Dude stabs his dad, kills him immediately, stabs his mom. And then she dies a week later in the hospital. I don't know if he explains how he got away. I don't know if he ran. Doesn't seem like his. So maybe the guy killed him and ran. Because if he if he got to little Cordell, Cordell would have probably whooped his ass. Like just how the show is written. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Cordell at five years old didn't whoop that guy's ass. But yeah, mom died. I, I want to say they said it was multiple dudes. No, I think it was one. All right. See, I thought it was multiple guys and that, like, Cordell's dad, they didn't expect him to be be able to deal with Cordell's dad. You may be right. Yeah, you may be right. I, I think that. But anyways, the whole time he was given the speech, if you watch it, you can just see his eyes, like, reading. Like, he was like... <laughs> Like Chuck Norris was like, I, I'm not memorizing this shit. Like, and it's just a close-up on his face, like while he's like explaining this story of how his mom and dad just got killed right in front of him after the first time he tastes cotton candy. But then after that, that kind of set up the episode. So we had some robbing in there right at the beginning. We meet CD, former Texas Ranger. Current badass or current fat ass, I would say, that sits at the bar and is a little too interested in what the Texas Rangers do. But the funniest part of CD to me is he was way too excited to show Cordell that there was a black guy that could swim good. Yep. And that was the other <laughs> yep. part that I found like kind of racist about it. So they bring uh, Trevette, James Trevette into the episode. Very last, was it the last scene, Riley? It it was, yeah, one of the last scenes, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. And CD, CD's in the bar and he's like, I got to show you something. I got to show you something. And Cordell's like, there's nothing you can show me that that's that exciting. Like, what do you got to show me? And he, he's like, I don't want to go. And, and CD's like, no, you got to come with me. You got to come with me. And then they show up at a pool and it's a black guy swimming. <laughs> he was, he's like, look at this. And then James Trevette gets out of the pool, former Dallas Cowboy, uh, hurt his shoulder, turned into a Texas Ranger, looked absolutely amazing in a Speedo. I'll, I'll even say that. Dude's jacked. Yeah, I remember watching this, and as soon as I kind of figured out what he was bringing, came to see, I my mouth kind of just opened. I was like, "That 
kind of racist. <laughs> uh, so I think I actually stepped out like on the part where CD was super pumped about taking him there. I don't remember that part. I remember Trevat being out of the pool. You're right. Dude's fucking jacked. Right. So I didn't, both racist parts didn't even fucking cross my mind. And like, to be fair, like, I don't, it's very under the table, like subconscious looking back at it through like a nowadays lens is like, what's going to bring you to that. Cause even like Trevette, it like in that scene is kind of like, yeah, bet you didn't expect this guy to be a triathlon or a triathlete guy. Great episode. That's what I got for episode one. So set up. I think I missed like you could definitely tell it's an extended episode. So episode two is like what what do they say at the end of an episode like where you have to watch to be continued. To be yeah. continued. The episode it's just two. something that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. It's just right. how shows are. They're to be continued nowadays. Like, yeah, everything is fucking. Watch the next one, right? Fucking no. Um, so I had a few issues with the with the show. Um, I didn't think the bank robbers should use a woody wagon. Everybody's looking out for that shit. So if you're robbing banks, woody wagons are not the way to go. Everybody's looking out for those because it's like woody wagon. Fucking hit your hit your buddy, right? Okay, but in 93, man, you were hitting the shit out of your buddies in Woody Wagons. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you notice that shit. You notice it, but it's so common. No, you don't hit everybody for like a fucking random Ford. The Woody Wagon stands out. So you shouldn't use a Woody Wagon. Okay, I'll give you it. Um, also, Walker came in wearing a bol- or a tie and not like a bolo tie. They fucked up there, right? Good call, good call. I can't believe he wears that tie even, man. He's just... Ever, right? Fucking stunning. Yeah. If you're in Texas and you wear a tie, it's got to be a bolo, right? Yeah. Or just don't wear a fucking tie. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. I was surprised that the people who raped somebody were from the town and not from the circus. I assume all (laughs) criminals... Car from the circus. That's funny. Like the carnies coming to town and start raping people. Yeah, that's what I assume happens. Not like so it it flipped it on its head for me. Um, Maybe that's why it was such a perfect crime. Maybe, maybe, right? (laughs) So that's why it works. They also said there's a special place in heaven for Walker, right? At one point in there, uh, what's the lady's name? You stumped me. Damn it. I can't remember, right? But I think that we're sending Walker, Texas Ranger to hell in order to fucking clean it up a little bit. He doesn't go to heaven. He gets to go to hell, fucking get back at these guys a second time, right? Yeah, Yeah, he he wouldn't even have a bad time in hell. He'd just be whooping ass. Right, so like we're sending them to hell for like to punish dudes. Um, and then I'm also very disappointed in Walker in the fact that he didn't know 
all of the Dallas Cowboys wide receivers that ever got drafted. I agree. Yeah, he should be a sports fan. Yeah, definitely should, at the very least, be a Cowboys fan, right? Good, good, good. Riley, what do you got? I don't know if I have too much more to add, but like I said earlier, just astounding how much quality, how the quality's changed over the years. Just in like everything, the technology, the acting, everything. Yeah. Pretty eye opening, I guess. And so, that's why I was surprised with my spicy meatball that uh, the guy that's about your age is just fucking eating this shit up. Mike has some. So I'm not eating it up the way like past buddy is, but I enjoyed it. Like it was like a good, like really dumb watch right i i did not i can sit and i could probably watch four or five episodes in a row and not have an issue i i was actually surprised that they're all an hour long i thought we were getting ourselves into like 30 minute episodes but walker texas ranger man that ran for an hour and to your point there is i do enjoy it it's it's fun to watch it's fun to like watch through the lens of now and kind of gives me nostalgia because no shit. I feel like I remembered some of the stuff that happened in that first episode. And I don't think I watched the first episode live. I would have been three when the first episode came out, but there was like elements where I was like, I feel like I've seen this before. So I don't know if the first episode gave me that, or even the second episode, I remember watching Walker as a kid. Yeah. And for sure, if I was at my grandparents, we were watching, right? So I know my cousins were like in it. But I enjoyed the, I enjoyed, like, I could probably just watch the series. Oh, we're gonna, uh, we'll probably end up buying it before the end of it. Cause we get the first three seasons free. The first season is only four episodes, and I think the next two are 25 apiece. So we have 54 episodes for free. And then there's about 400 more. So <laughs> might be buying the extra 400. All right. And that will be our Copenhagen Walker, Texas Ranger breakdown right there. Keep that, keep that Copenhagen, baby. All right, from there, we are going to roll into Bucks and Six slash dribbling our shorts with Riley. What do you um, think about the draft? I, I, for the position we're in, I, I, kinda, I like our pick. I, I don't have any strong opinions either way. I think we got probably one of the best available, but at that point, you really don't know. Um, but it seemed to be a pretty popular pick. He seemed like, I don't know if you guys saw it, he seemed like he really was pretty emotional about it. He was homeless, I think, at one point. Um, you guys might know the story better than me, but I, don't. I can't pronounce his name. Is it Mar, Mar, Marjan Bo, Beauchamp? Marjan Beauchamp, I think, is his yeah. last name. Marjan Beauchamp. Um, but, yeah, he's a... He's a wing player, so a shooting guard slash small forward. Pretty good, gritty player. Um, 
I don't know if any one thing stands out to me, but he seems like he has somewhat of a future in the NBA. We drafted him from the G League as well. So I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that. I didn't know too much about him. Yeah, he's no, a little bit I, older, right? I think so. Uh, 22, maybe 21. Yeah, could be wrong. So I think that's probably the, the biggest downfall is that he's a little bit older. Maybe that won't be a downfall at all, right? Malcolm Butler, Malcolm Brogdon, when we drafted him, he was 22 or 23, and he turned out to be yeah. a good, good piece for us. So he's only 21, which whatever, it's he's not. 1920. So basically drafting a junior. But it kind of answered our question or my question last night about the ignite and like this stuff. I definitely forgot about the alternate route to the NBA that the G League was laying out there for people. But so we got we got one of the guys from Ignite, I think was his team. And we'll see. I mean. It's not like we need that much production out of a rookie. Like basically it's, we, we had such a good, I mean, we have such a good team that it's just icing on the cake when yeah, kind of like when we had uh, Malcolm Brogdon, it was like, Oh, it's, it's nice that this guy's able to fill in so fast. Which was also nice that we drafted an older player because uh, he was a four-year starter at Virginia. Or maybe not starter, but he was a four-year player out of Virginia. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, 21. I I don't think that's really a downfall is because we're drafting for shit that we need now. We're not drafting yeah. Giannis again where we need to give him three years, let him grow. He does feel like a little bit of a project. Yeah, and, and who knows? And I mean, at twenty-four in the NBA, like the twenty-fourth pick, that's that's a project player. Now, yeah. to be like, let's let's just associate this back to the Packers just a little bit because that's what I do. I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers was the twenty-fourth pick, so this guy's probably going to be the greatest player of all time. I like that. Um. I, we can touch on it um, after or if we want to do it now while we're talking draft. Uh, Davis from Wisconsin got drafted 12th overall or 11th to the Wizards, 10th overall to the Wizards. I'm sure a lot of people know because I feel like it's been shared a lot, but um, I think he's the highest player since Kaminsky or Kaminsky might have been later. I want to say Kaminsky and Decker were both drafted in the top 10. I could be wrong about that. And then Decker dropped, but I think Kaminsky was a lottery. Okay. And then Devin Harris was number four or five. That one, I don't know. That would have been like when I was in high school for sure. Yeah. I can't fact check you on this, but I don't, I think Decker was like a later pick. Um, yeah, I think Frank. So. Yeah, Frank might have been in the top ten, but they whatever. were both lottery picks. Frank yeah. and Decker were both in the top. What whatever a lottery is, fourteen. Did I ask? Oh, so fourteen is a lottery. That I was gonna say. Did I ask my dumb question last week? I couldn't. 
Like I didn't know how far the lottery went, but so top. I think it's fourteen. I think it's fourteen. Okay, and then I'll go into free agency just because that started today as we're podcast as we're recording. There's a couple things I'll get into before. I think we should. I guess I'll do it after. I'll just say what um, we have done so far. So Bobby Portis resigns with a four-year, almost $50 million contract. Obviously, I think that's everybody will agree that's a good signing. Wes Matthews resigns on a bet, bet minimum contract. Joey Ingles, um, he's a three-point shooter, kind of mid-30s, good shooter, good depth, signed on a one-year deal. Uh, Javon Carter, yep. is that a, uh, yeah, he resigns on a two-year deal. Um, he was kind of a bench player, yeah, bench piece. Um, but I think he'll play a role more and more as the season goes on. So, and I, and I think that was like a big critique of the Bucks is not playing him more yeah. in the playoffs. I, I've heard that more and more that Javon Carter should have maybe got some more time in this place playoff stretch when uh, when Middleton went down. Uh, Joe Ingles is the only one I'm not too sure about because I have a tough time following uh, mid-level. I I did a little research on him. I think he's 34. He's from Australia, and he played for the Jazz last, but he's a really good three-point shooter. That's what he's known for. And I think the Bucs could definitely use a taller three-point shooter to kind of stretch the court next year. So not a bad pickup. For what six point five million? Let's let's break them down real quick. So last year he shot forty percent from the field, thirty four percent from three, and seventy seven percent from the free throw line. Uh, career stats: he's forty four percent from the field, forty one percent from three, and still seventy seven percent. So. I think that's a good signing. I think those are the guys that we have to go after is some guys with some size. He's I thought I saw, he's six, eight that can hit some threes. So hopefully can defend the perimeter and knock down some threes. Yeah. And, yeah, and I don't expect any other big type of signings unless we we're looking into some trades supposedly with Grace Allen, George Hill, We'll see if anything happens with that, but I would expect not much activity other than some small resignings or bet minimums. Yeah, and he shoots with his left hand. Small forward and power forward shoots with his left hand from Australia. Joe Ingles, I like it. I like. I like it. Nice work with the Bucks breakdown, Riley. You got. Anything more? I mean, you just said not, uh, not much. No, not really. Yeah, no. All right, that was that. dribbling in our shorts with Riley. Brought you, brought to you by Adult Diapers. Grab a Adult <laughs> Diaper if you're dribbling in your shorts, and you. I will think their brand go. name is Depends. Depends. Yep. Depends. Oh. Mike knows all about depends already. He's getting he's getting up there. <laughs> depends is definitely part of Mike's life already. Yeah. All right. 
You guys ready for some crushing dingers with Pat? With Pat, oh, yeah. Riley, and Mike. So right now, so the Brewers lost tonight. I was wrong. I was kind of watching it on the side while we were recording this. I think we lost six to seven or seven to eight. But anyways, before that, we're going to throw that game out. The Brewers have been hot, seven and three in their last 10 games. We're on a four-game winning streak. Now they're on a one-game losing streak. Had a one-game lead over the Cardinals. Don't know if that still exists. But we'll just say that like that game didn't exist yet. So over the last seven games, Yelich has been hitting 391, five runs scored, four RBIs. He hasn't been hitting the ball out of the park, but he's been looking a lot better at the plate, putting the ball in play, hitting the ball hard. And I I think that's a good sign. I think the home runs are just the next thing to come. McCutcheon hitting 348. Three home runs, seven RBIs. Telez, not batting for the best average, but this is like old Richie Sexton territory with our first baseman. Hitting 167, but Jack, three dingers, six RBIs. Tyrone Taylor is playing well. Obviously, great defender. Hitting 273, two home runs, five RBIs. So if you look through the whole Brewers, like batting, we have improved exponentially over the last seven games. Um, those are the players of note that I written down, but it seems like most the guys that we need to be the guys are hitting over 250, which is something we haven't seen much this season over a seven game stretch. Uh, other than that, Woodruff is back, had a good start for. You know, being injured for a while, he went five innings, 10 Ks, one earned run. Then we had Burns go, went seven and two thirds, struck out nine, three earned runs. So we're going to win if our team's hitting like that. And then the back end of our bullpen, Williams is fucking the man. And Hater has been getting the job done, been getting touched up just a little bit more than we're used to but for like that's getting touched up for haters sake Uh, I didn't take his numbers down but I mean he was three for three in save opportunities but he gave up a hit and maybe a run and I I mean I think it was like five hits in a run in those three games if we get to the eighth inning with the lead it looks like we're gonna win win some games yeah, so I don't care if you get hits on Hater, as long as you don't score runs on Hater. R- winning four out of five is big. I know, man, shit, maybe it was three weeks ago. We had a little bit of a slide, right? But now we're rolling. Just win series. That's all we need you to do right now. Don't need to be perfect. Can't win every game. It's baseball. That doesn't happen. So, yeah. And I think another good sign was where are the Blue Jays sitting at? So the Blue Jays are a good team, 42 and 33. And we took two of three from the Blue Jays. Then we go to Tampa, who's another team with a winning record. We take two short series uh, down in St. Pete. We take two from them. And now Pittsburgh, 
I, I won't bore you guys just by looking up the stats and saying it. We did lose eight to seven, so I was right with my initial assessment. But they're playing good ball. That's long story short. Yep. Devin Williams, I don't know if you guys saw. He was – I don't know if he had three – two or three of these times he got put into like a two two runners on, one out situations and just got those two outs right away. So I think he's been – looking like a stud I'm, i've been really impressed i know he's been impressive all year but i've i don't know if he's not been playing or been whatever but he's looked like a stud he's pitched 29 innings 2.12 era yeah exactly what you want from your eighth inning guy and uh let's see where hater is on this list because Hayter is only pitched 24, so five innings less, but he's got a 1.09 ERA. So our bullpen, at least the eighth and nine inning guys, so our setup man and our closer, have been pitching lights out throughout this this year. So we got good starting pitching. I don't know. I I think the Brewers are going to be a threat. They definitely. Last episode or two episodes ago, were struggling, but they got back on track. One little correction, or not even correction, but stat recon from uh, dribbling our shorts, but brought to you by Depends. So Johnny Davis went ten. We got that right. Frank Kaminsky went nine, and then Sam Decker went eighteen. So, oh, really? Who is not in the lottery? Devin Harris went five, also to the Washington Wizards. Harris went to the Nets. Harris went to the Mavericks, actually, but he got drafted by the Wizards and then sent to the Mavericks. Could have swore he played for the Nets. He did. He definitely played for the Nets. Yeah, I thought the Nets. Have you noticed in the NBA draft when players get traded, they still wear this hat and hold up the jersey of the original team in that spot? So that is due to the fact that they have not started a new league year. And so they can't actually make that trade until the new league year starts. So everybody knows it's actually different, but the new league year starts later or something like that. and. They can't. I think that they should start the new league year the night of the draft. And that way you can put all those trades through and kind of make it more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that, like, even like Kobe was drafted by like the Hornets or something like that. And the Lakers traded for him. That's you, Mike. Always dropping the facts. I don't remember that one. I can't guarantee that that's true. Uh, we'll we'll take it as truth. From there, this this segment's going to be sponsored by America. We are going to do our July Fourth draft. I do not have how I'm going to keep track of it yet, but I am about to do that with a table. Are we just doing like Fourth of July activities for what we do? things about fourth of july 
So I think that and slash things to make your 4th of July like awesome. the best that they can be. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. And we will have a graphic this week. Riley fucked with us last week and said he was going to make a graphic. Never did. I I didn't even I didn't even know how how I was going to go about that. That just yeah. no, that was a tough one because it wasn't just like pictures and shit. But we we'll, we'll figure out a way to make a graphic this week. Because if we did, if I didn't win that draft, I don't know who was gonna. And same with this one. I think I think I'm going to win every draft. I will let Mike looks the drunkest, so I'm going to let it go. Mike Riley. And then me. So Mike. Uh, yeah. So you're probably right about me being the drunkest. I don't have to go to work until like noon tomorrow. So, and I got off at one. So that's just the way shit goes. Shit. Yeah. I got off before one. It doesn't matter. Uh, so I'm going to say that you need to have uh, cold beverages. And I would say beer on 4th of July. Say a uh, staple. All right. I think. Two, I would give that a five-star draft pick. So I, no, let's rate let's rate the picks after the draft. So cold beverages, but I will preface: yes, you can't have a Fourth of July without that. So five-star. Yeah. So and I'm gonna specifically say beer if you guys want to go with something else, but I think you need to have a good American beer. Okay, Riley, what do you got? The best tradition of Fourth of July. Known to man, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I think it's one of the most stable things in America and culture is the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Survived COVID. It survived, I don't know what else, many other things. But I feel like everybody's watching it, or if not, they see it on social media. It's just it's awesome. Yeah. And Joey Chestnut is just a Everybody knows Joey Chestnut. And everybody knows Kobayashi as well. And Kobayashi, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, these guys get famous off of just the 4th of July alone. So, like I said, we'll go back and rank these because now after you said that, I might knock Mike's down one more. But I'll, I'll show you what I'm rating them on. You guys took my top two picks. So, I was just going to put – I was just going to put beer and hot dogs. Those those were my top two picks. But in my case, at least, a body of water has always been bringing my uh, 4th of July to the next level. Leather, whether it be the Mississippi River, some sort of lake, like being out on a boat, like fireworks over the water. But that being said, body of water and then... Next one I'm going to go with is fireworks. So body, water, and fireworks. All right. Um, my next pick, I think I'm going to do. Can I just can I do grilling in general, or is that too wild? No, that's good. That is. I good. think barbecue grilling. is good. Barbecue, perfect. Yeah. Barbecue. What What are you having at that barbecue, Riley? Oh, obviously hot dogs but you took that um hot dogs burgers the simple stuff with some water slice of watermelon and chips i like it good pick good pick 
All right. Yeah. Mike. I think that's good. Ah, oh, shit. I had one too. Uh, so I think cornhole, I uh, think like as like an activity for 4th of July, cornhole's got to be up there. Right. That's a good one. I don't know how many times. Oh, I definitely played cornhole on the 4th of July. So. Yeah. yeah, so I think that, like, you could just go with backyard games. I think the most American backyard game that we have is cornhole. Like, we have a lot of variations of cornhole. I think cornhole is what we do, at least in, like, the Midwest, right? Yeah. And oh, I like it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I don't think this is stealing from Pat. You guys can refute this if you want. Sparklers for children. I don't think that's considered a firework. That's not like shooting them up in the air. Sparklers for kids, maybe adults. If you get big sparklers for adults, super fun. Try to start shit on fire, right? But like that's beyond the point. You get get a little toasted. It plays because I'm gonna have one that's similar. Like okay. I yep. when I say fireworks, I'm talking about like the city fireworks. Yeah, like you, you go to a place. For the fireworks, like whether yep. you know at the ball fields in Sparta or at the Hitchin Post in Wilton, it's in Ontario for our little three section town here. So, okay, all right, Ryan, what do you got? I don't, I don't know if this counts. Excuse me, but getting a little too drunk and lighting fireworks, like getting a little too dangerous with fireworks. I like that. I have a better like shooting one. Roman candles at each other. Okay. So that's a wood turtle based thing for me. So um like the getting a little too drunk and light fireworks off in a dangerous manner, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. And gosh, I so, saw uh, I guess I'll save this one till last because I'll I'll just see if it counts. So my pick, and I guess I got two back-to-back, my pick is going to be the red, white, and blue outfit of some sort. Like, like whether you got that Old Navy shirt with the flag on it or you're wearing a Rocky, like, shirt with Rocky holding up an American flag. but uh, Or you're wearing just the American flag, right? So, like, people have shorts yeah. that are – just the American flag. Yeah, I'm on that. <laughs> and then my last one was going to be, I think Riley kind of took it. And I didn't think anybody's going to take it, but I was a little bit more specific with it. So you got to have a guy in your crew that is willing to shoot uh, fireworks out of their butthole. <laughs> that, t- that takes that I think that takes, uh, the 4th of July to the next level. I don't know how many, so I, I've been in situations, like I've been deployed during 4th of July's and stuff where it hasn't happened. But every time I've been back in Sparta, I've seen a bottle rocket shoot out of somebody's asshole every <laughs> every 4th of July, at least. Now, just, so just, is this someone on the podcast we know? I'm just, I'm just trying to like yeah, no, assume. Yeah, definitely john would fall in that department but one the funny thing it was always like one of my other buddies uncles that would do it and he was like 
50 year old, 50 years old, like shooting bottle rockets out of his asshole. But that guy's an MVP. That's a party hall of famer for sure. Right there. If you're 50 years old, shooting bottle rockets out of your asshole. Like even like they get this stick, like stuck a little bit, but Jesus Christ. So, so it's got to like propel a little bit, but that, oh. Is that different from Riley's? Yeah, that that works. Yep. yep. So we got dangerous, uh, dangerous fireworks, and then we have shooting bottle rockets on your ass. I think it's like <laughs> it has to be that for you. Otherwise, yeah. it's too close to Riley's. All right, you two, you two have the last picks. Right. I'm struggling to find. Struggling to think of my last one. So I, I think just baseball or watching a baseball game or Ooh, baseball yes. on the 4th of July, whether that's soft, like beer league or whatever type of baseball. If you want me to be more specific, I can choose no, that. No, but. That's, that's good. That's something that didn't show up on my uh, honorable mentions list afterwards. Yeah, I think that's a good one like a spicy meatball here. I think that the MLB should run their all-star weekend over the fourth. Yeah. That, year. That is- I think that that's the way they should run. It. But moving on, I think a parade, right? So and maybe mine are too like centered towards children. A parade, I think is like a huge part of the weekend. There's got to be a parade going on somewhere. All you right. should attend it, even though parades suck. I like the list. So we're so a parade. I've never been to a parade on the Fourth of July. Like our idea of a parade was showing up at the fireworks show. So, so this is what we'll do. We're gonna do quick, and if people have objections, they can let them be heard now. For Mike's draft, he has cold beverage beer. Well, cold beverages slash beer. So just beer, we're going to say. Yeah. And I say that's a five-star draft pick because I've never had a 4th of July without beer unless I was in an area that I couldn't have beer. Riley. Five-star. All right. Five. Cornhole. Good good value for where it's at. I'd, I'd give it four and a half. 4.5. Very good pick. And I'm going to give it a three because I think it's very regional and I don't think it's fully necessary. Question. Are we, are you not including yard games, just cornhole? Uh, yeah, we'll give if it you do yard. We'll give it you do yard. yard games and I'll jump it up to okay. a four for me. Okay. If it was corn, just cornhole, I was going to go down a little bit, but I'll keep 4.5 for that one. Yard so yard games, and then we will have sparklers for kids, and I'll leave that off with a four. I don't you you can't be a kid and not have sparklers. Yeah, yeah, four stars as well. That's a core memory in every child's Fourth of July. And then a parade. I will go with the three because I think it's something other people do. But I've never done. 
I'm going to go two stars. I know it's popular in some areas, but I feel like I lived in a couple different areas and still not seen many or heard of many, but I could be wrong. All right. Nathan's hot. So we're going to go to Riley's Nathan's hot dogs. I'm giving that a five as well. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that that's a five. Um, It's definitely something that's staple and it's probably the only sports thing that we mentioned today. You mentioned baseball as well, I guess. But so, and then we're gonna go barbecue, hot dogs, brats. I'm giving that a five as well. Right? It has to be a five. So yeah, you need that. A uh, little too drunk, being dangerous with fireworks. Riley, you might be getting straight fives from me, but that's just because I like my one so much. <laughs> so I. I could give that a four because I know there's more responsible, not Wisconsin people in the world. So that <laughs> might not be like a, a worldwide tradition, but if we're going, it's a beautiful day in West central Wisconsin, that's a five in West central Wisconsin. So I think that it's a five all around. Um, I'd just like to mention Jason Pierre Paul who blew off his hand, right. Which was in, Probably. New York or Florida or something like that. Probably I mean, Florida. I guess Florida. I mean, they're wild human beings down there. But I think people get blown up by fireworks consistently in America on the 4th of July. Not and, like dead, but like injured or maimed, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. Be, be careful. We'll do our public service announcement. Get drunk and play with fireworks, but don't get hurt. You yep. heard it here first. Or maybe like let someone else play with fireworks. Someone's gonna do it. It doesn't have to be you. You can just watch. I like that. All right. So then Riley's last one is baseball. And I said slash softball, some sort of ball that you're playing. And I'm gonna knock it down maybe just because I don't want to give him 20. And I'm gonna give him plus four because. So we used to have the Sparta Miller versus the high school team on that day. So that was fun to go watch. But that was before I started drinking beer that I would go watch that game. I don't think I ever played it, actually. I, I think it it was like you – know, but I don't think you should be tuning in to the MLB on 4th of July. Go do something better. It's one game of the year. I, you don't need I wanted to say wiffle ball but I feel like that was going to be too close to yard games. No, I, I, any, <laughs> any baseball any, sport. Yeah. Stick and ball. Where I'm from, we play baseball with, we compete like the T-ballers play the T-ballers. The uh, girls play the boys in like pitching machine league. Same with softball and baseball. They play against each other. So that's what we do is we watch that shit. So I'm I'm on board. That's a that's a good one. Four and a half stars for me. Four point five. All right. I think Riley might win this one after. So I got body of water. So I think that's a I think that that's a big plus. So I don't necessarily do that on the fourth of July, but I think I think that it would make it better. I'll give it a four. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four and a half just because not as popular at least obviously in texas but if you get a lake on the fourth of july it's 
the best day you could possibly have. All right. And then fireworks as in a fireworks show. I think you have to give that a five. There's no, like, that is what the 4th of July is most known for, is fireworks. It has to be. All right. Red, white, and blue gear, more than likely something tacky. Yeah, I'm giving that a five as well, (laughs) because I think that you see more people in red, white, and blue gear in, like, American flag. Like, their shirt is just an American flag sewn differently, right? I think that's five. You see so many people doing that shit. Yeah, I every year my mom would go to Old Navy and get us yeah. <laughs> flag shirts, and it's got to be five. I got a U.S. jersey, and that plays perfect there. I feel like I, I'm not wearing something like Old Navy. Awesome. And last but not least, a guy in your crew that's willing to shoot fireworks out of his butthole. I've never seen this, so uh, I'm only going to give it a four, only because I've never seen. It. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic tradition for you, Pat. I'm not super interested in seeing it. It sounds it's awesome, like because it usually burns their butthole a little bit. So you get to you get to see them like perk up, like when the sparks hit, and then like sometimes <laughs> it shoots down into the ground. So. So my worry, like, wouldn't be necessarily, like, burning my ass. It would be, like, that there's, like, you're putting a metal, like, it's like a sparkler end, right? Yeah. Into your yeah, ass. Pretty much. Like, what it, the fuck like, are you doing? <laughs> and I don't know. I think guys pull it off with just, like, squeezing the cheeks. I don't know if it's definitely everyone that okay. I've seen. I've never analyzed to the point where it was, like, oh, no, that's plug. Like, <laughs> Okay, and I'm thinking for sure it has to be plugged, but it probably doesn't. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Down by their ass. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go four as well, just because I've never seen it. But what? I would. It, I I mean, I've seen it on like social media videos, but I've never seen it in person. But I I I would I would love to see it. That sounds weird, but it would be. <laughs> it no, would it's be, great. It's not weird, dude. It's, it's, it's just traditional. I would, American. yeah, exactly. I just, I feel like I need to see it at some point. All right. Yeah, you guys definitely will before before it's all said and done. Now, in Florida, they do that on every corner or something, so you continuously get to see it. I hope so. All right. I think that will wrap up episode thirty-four. I had some fun. So that was good. Like always, thank you guys for listening. We love you guys. We say that once we get drunker. I'm a little tipsy on this one, rolling in hot, but we really do appreciate the support. We appreciate the listens. We appreciate the downloads. We don't know what that means at this point because it doesn't do anything for us, but we appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening. Kick it to Mike. Uh, thanks guys. Like I say, every week, just download it on your phone, listen on your phone, download it on your significant other's phone, put, put it on silent, you know, turn the volume all the way down and just let it play. Even if we get like 30 to 40 minutes out of it, it's a plus. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And if you have kids that have a phone, 
do the same thing for them. Yep. You could do your computer probably too. Yeah. If it's not linked for sure. Let's do it. Let's get this one to 50. We'll say 50. We don't got to start. All right, Riley, what do you got for us? Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a fun, safe 4th of July. Have some fun. Get a little drunk. Shoot some fireworks. Have fun. Shoot some fireworks Um, under your ass. Yeah, (laughs) yep, exactly. So, Thanks for listening, guys. All right. And all you suckers that are doubting the Brewers right now, the Packers later, the Bucks next year, the Badgers, you can eat our shorts. Let's roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.